Hi, it's your local friendly mailman. Here with a fresh letter from Fritz and Michael. It's a new episode of Shitfic. Shitfic. Hi, I don't know who that man was, but I'm here. Hi, welcome to Shitfic. This is one spicy, spicy show where me and some random man I found off the street read stories about that we wrote when we were children or children-like or were just bad at writing. You know, one or the other. Anyways, I should introduce this man. Senor Michael, will you please sing me a song? I'm here to sit down on this podcast. We're gonna read a story together. We're gonna laugh at the words that I put on the paper. And then we're gonna learn. Yeah. Is that is that Whitney Houston? <clears throat> Surprisingly, yes. That's that... uh, one of her earlier works. <clears throat> uh, I see. Yes, yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have another. I didn't. Oh, and, I didn't have another bit to go there. Uh, hi. Like Chris said, this is a podcast where we read old shitty writings and learn from it. Uh, today is an interesting episode because usually we like read stuff we typed up as kids. Okay, this time around, I wasn't able to send our producer the work because it's all written down physically in this journal of mine. And it's it's we're taking a um, <laughs> we're taking a trip to the idea graveyard where stories come to die. Yeah, um, it's it's a fun one. Should we just kind of get into the history of it? Do you want to do you have any other bits, Chris, or do you want to just kind of learn a little bit about it? I would, I'd love to banter. You love a good banter? Just a banter podcast right? where we talk about Shel Silverstein. No, and... no more Shel Silverstein. I listened to that episode. <laughs> The rough cut of it. <laughs> I was uh, even listening to that. I was like, I'm done with Shel Silverstein. <laughs> Come on. Did you know that he had sex with multitudes of women? Did you know that I've learned this from you already? But I do have to say, <laughs> uh, listen to our childhood. previous episode. Uh, the Shel Silverstein parts, you can fast forward through. But the episode itself is, is pretty good and very different. Um, so, you know, shameless plug for our most recent episode. It's not out yet. But it will be out at the time that no, this gets out. published. So, oh, it's not. When is it out? Is it out? It's not out yet. Yeah, but it, oh. again, it'll be out by the time this episode is out. Obviously, because this episode's coming out later. That's just how future stuff works. It comes out on March 10th. It says March 10th. But of course, by the time this releases March. and people are hearing that we're saying that it's going to come out on March 10th, it will be like the end of March. So you know, there's that. Mm. Also, my birthday, March we're- 15th. Everyone, mark your calendars. Even though, again, by the time you're listening to this, March 15th will have passed. And don't you all feel so foolish. (laughs) You missed his birthday. I'm looking at you, Michael's mom. Actually, I'm going to the DMV with my mom on my birthday. So that's, there's that. And she's still gonna forget. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Like, what's your birthday? March 15th. Isn't that today? And your mom will say... Nothing. What is happening right now? What is this podcast? Oh, I'm getting him. (laughs) You're calling out probably our biggest fan. (laughs) No, I'm so sorry. You're a good mother. I love you. Do you want to be my mom? (laughs) Just kidding. Mom, mom, don't listen to that pod. Don't listen to that pod. I love you too. 
Well, my mom. Well, I don't know. She might be listening. She anyway, be. Chris, do you want to learn the history of, of the piece we're about to read? No. End call. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, have fun with the rest <laughs> of your life. This is our shortest episode ever at 8 minutes and 36 seconds. No, I do I do want to know, Michael. Cool. Michael, what is so, it? Uh, the, Michael, the... wait. Um, yes? How do we do this? What do you... Because, like, we can't get into Shifik because there is no Shifik. Or are we getting to shitfic right now? Well, there is shitfic. Look at all. Look at all these pages, Chris. This is all shitfic. Oh, that's ASMR. <laughs> but so the the overall story is is called uh, corruption. That's just the overarching thing. And then there are little sub names uh, because this idea was supposed to be uh, a video game, and Ooh. yeah, it was going to take place over multiple video games. Uh, it started off as an RTS, and then it was going to transition into an MMO. Oh, RTS is real-time strategy, and MMO is massively multiplayer online. Uh, obviously inspired by World of Warcraft uh, at the time. And You do be yes. known. For anyone that uh, has played World of Warcraft, when you listen to me reading this, I think you'll hear a lot of similarities. But basically, this whole project I have a lot of love for because it has spanned years of development. Um, I think it started off in middle school. Basically, when I would take my dogs outside, I would, you know, I'd throw, play catch with them, play fetch. Um, and as I was doing that, uh, to keep myself entertained, I came up with these different fantasy worlds and things like that. And I eventually came up with this idea called corruption. So literally every time I'd go out to play ball, I would start to think more of this world and the characters and develop it further and further. And this just went on for years. Anytime I went out with my dogs, this is what I'd be thinking about. Um, so it, it eventually hit the point where I'm like, maybe I should write this down. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. So like in in class in, in middle school, I would, instead of paying attention, would write down these, these <laughs> ideas that I was having um, and this overall story. And it's, it's not great. Um, like, I've been reading through some of it now. It, it, I, obviously, it is very much written by a middle schooler. But there's a lot of love for it because as I look into it, um, there's a lot of stuff that I have taken out and put into my current writings. So there are characters and events and different things that I'm like, oh, I came up with this when I was in middle school and then I've just refined it as I've gotten older. It's, it's very interesting. Like, I, I wrote a pitch for this this book that I'm I'm going to work on kind of already working on whatever don't want to get too into that but I wrote a pitch for it um, for <laughs> one of my classes in my senior year of college and I did the pitch and my teacher absolutely loved it and when I when I was looking through it I was like man a lot of these ideas started in corruption this thing that I came up with in middle school so that's why there's a lot of a lot of passion and love for this again it it, it by itself is garbage but there's been a lot of ideas that have come from it but that's sort of the brief history of it so in corruption you walk your dog is that what I'm getting there was no dog walking it uh why <laughs> but you do throw balls to dogs. no uh the idea came while I was playing with my dogs but dogs are not involved. I would say that's a very intense title for a dog walking MMORPG. Chris, I feel like you're not hearing any of the words that I'm saying. Um. <laughs> I am. All I know is that you're a bad student. <laughs> 
I heard that part. You throw the dogs to the balls. Or the other way around. No, or maybe th- maybe that way. You say, go get the ball, and you throw the dog at him. Yes, that is how that happened. <laughs> Interesting. Was it just the story you were coming up with, or were you also coming up with, like, game mechanics and stuff like that? Um, so, obviously, I was, I was really young, so... The game mechanics that I essentially came up with were just from games that I'd already played. So, our, like, standard RTS just mechanics, standard MMO mechanics mm-hmm. when it moved into that and stuff. So, uh, I primarily focused on the story, though. That, when I was younger, was kind of a dream, was I wanted to become a narrative designer for video games. Um, and that's still something that I would love uh, to do. So, yeah. My- shout out to any <laughs> anybody who needs some narrative designer. Right? <laughs> You got your two boys right here. Um, so that's why I focus. If you have on us work together, though, it will be a mess. But we'll be we'll be great comedy for your office. That's oh for sh- levity, Levin sword. That was a video game reference <laughs> for the children. All right, interesting. And this never you wrote it all down. Yeah, I wrote a good chunk of it. You said I, no computer. Again, game. I don't know how much oh. of it is actually written down. I know I came up with essentially like. The uh, basically it's three RTS games. Each one has an expansion, and then there were like thirteen expansions to the MMO. And I came up with the story for all of them. I don't know how much I wrote down. Clearly not enough because there's not nearly enough pages here. Uh, I think I only wrote down enough for like maybe all of the RTS games. It might even just be the first one. I don't actually know. Again, I haven't looked at this stuff since probably high school. So I don't really know what we're about to get into, <laughs> but I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for finally a problematic Michael. Oh, it's, it, I don't think it's problematic. It's just super nerdy. And I was reading through some of it just to make sure that it actually made sense to read on the podcast. Uh, and some of it does not. There are some things that I can tell. I like in my head, I knew what was going on. So I didn't really define certain things. But if I were to read it to someone else, they would be like, wait, who the fuck is that? Like there are just character names that show up like this guy dominated the world. And you're like, wait, where did he come from? And I'm like, I don't know. Middle school me knew where he came from, but I have no idea now. Awesome. I'll have to make it problematic. Okay. Uh, Do you have any other questions before (laughs) we get into it? I feel like I need to ask this every time. Was this produced? <laughs> no. Uh, like everything else this, you've ever this done? This was not turned into an actual young? video game. Uh, there is no video game out there called Corruption, unfortunately. Or fortunately. Do you still have the trademark? Considering the, <laughs> the how garbage the story is. <laughs> and how kind of stolen it is. It's not exactly World of Warcraft. <laughs> like, there there are just elements from World of Warcraft that, are, that I lifted. Um, a lot of it is in, like, naming and stuff like that. Also, some of it from Lord of the Rings as well. I was reading something earlier, and there's, like, a, a thing called, like, the Gem of Ethranduil, which, like, that's just Thranduil from Lord of the Rings, but with an E put in front of his name. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But, you know, I was in middle school, so I don't blame me. <laughs> Let's get into some shit thick. Woo! All right, so I'm going to ask you, would you like me to start off? Because, like I said, this is a big fantasy universe. Would you like to learn the history (laughs) of some of the races? Or would you like to jump straight into the story itself? Well, I got to know who's populating these places. So let's start with race. Okie dokie. So I'm going to start off. uh, There are two factions (laughs) in my world. 
Um, there is the Defiant, and there is the United. Uh, I'm going to start off with the United, uh, because they are sort of the first half of the story. The way the game worked is it was basically split up into two different campaigns. You would play the United's campaign first, and then you would play the Defiance. Um, or if you wanted to, you could like switch back and forth between the two. But the idea was you would play the United's first and then the Defiance. So gonna start off with that. So the Defiant, or sorry, the United rather, are populated by humans, dwarves, wolven, which are werewolves and tauren <laughs> yes that's so i uh i want wolves but wolves just seems too plain <laughs> there we let's just call them the wolven well like i didn't want to just straight up call them werewolves you know so i was like eh, w-u-l-v-e-n wolven that sounds cool right again i was oh, in middle school goodness. keep that in mind <laughs> okay what's after the wolf uh, tauren tauren yes. Should I know who that is? Taran are like or what that men. is? Oh, Minotaur. Yes, yes. Minotaur. Essentially, but you called them Tarmen. Taran. That's that's an actual Tarin. fantasy name for them. Is Taran? Well, I wouldn't say actual because they don't exist. Well, that's why I said an actual fantasy name. That's. Uh, I mean, the reason I called them Taran is because that's what they're called in World of Warcraft. But that's also just a generic fantasy term. Oh, so is it? I've never heard of it in anything other than World of Warcraft. To my knowledge. You just got copyrighted. You just got copyrighted. Blizzard um, is about to take this idea. I'm pretty sure... Uh, oh, maybe it did originate in World of Warcraft. I thought it was just a, a uh, generic fantasy. Well, all right. I'm getting it. Google is conflicted. Well, we'll just say it originated with World of Warcraft because that's where I heard it first. <laughs> and I'm sure if someone sure. is up to snuff on fantasy races... They'll comment and be like, actually, Torin were created by uh, Susie M McDuff in 1833. Uh, and I'll be like, cool. Susie McDuff, right. this is what dreams are made of. <laughs> where did I put my... Hey now, hey now. Uh, anyway, so yes. So the races we've got are <laughs> okay, humans, so. dwarves, woven, and Torin. So. And Hillary And Hillary Duff. Duff. So the human storyline. Uh, and this one, I read some of these earlier. Uh, the human storyline makes absolutely no sense. Oh, each race has a diff. Each race has its own. Well, story. they have their own backstory of like how they uh, came into this world, you know. Um, or Dragon honestly, looking at this, it's not even really how they came into the world. It's just like a brief history of some facts about them. <laughs> it's really dumb. Uh, so for the humans here, it is written, or I wrote. <laughs> The noble race. <laughs> it, is it is written long ago. Uh, the noble by a fourteen-year-old right. boy. <laughs> Would you like me to do this in a in a fantasy voice? Um, fantasy voice, fourteen-year-old voice, <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> a weepy page boy. The noble race of humans pride themselves on their skills in magic. And they're fierce, but honorable warriors. One thousand years ago, after the war between trolls and elves, a council was formed. The Council of Destruction. After many events leading up to this, a human warlock named Thelkanil opened a portal. There are some non-sequiturs here. I'm aware. There is... <laughs> believe me. Again, like I said... When I wrote this down, <laughs> I had all the facts in my mind. But of course, like I'm like, mm -hmm. after many events... This thing happened, and it's like, what are those events? What the fuck happened? Young me, why didn't These you write this down? These two people fought, so then... 
So uh, well, these two people fought. So then these people over here did this for some reason. Right. <laughs> After many events leading up to this, a human warlock named Thelkanil opened a portal, allowing the demonic army led by Sal Salane to wreak havoc upon the world. <laughs> the humans, led by their king Margarin Stiflin. What the fuck are these names? Uh, added their might Margaret and joined the other races of the world to end the demonic threat. The hero and brother to Thelkanil, Dareth Thorheim, killed his brother to save the world. The humans, uh, also with Danith Thorheim and uh, the new king, I guess the old king died, uh, the king Heroth Barakor <laughs> helped out, to out. end Galthazid. Galthazid, who is not mentioned previously... And that's the end of the human's history. So that that isn't even part of the story. That's not even part of the game. Nope, it is just that's some backstory. just something that happened. <laughs> it's just some circle of destruction and Galphanid and Galgado. Yes, Galgado is and... the. Uh, my guess is that Galphazid is some demon. I don't know. And then you've got <laughs> Felconil, who's a human warlock, who is bad because he brought demons in. Why he brought demons into the world, didn't write that down, but... Uh... And then Sauron's there, I guess. Yep, right, right, so... Just Sauron. <laughs> There's the humans for you. Now, the dwarves, uh, this is at least a little bit easier to follow. <laughs> so, okay. <clears throat> the origins of the dwarves. So it goes back to the war between elves and trolls. The dwarves hid in their mountains as the war raged across their lands. They reappeared to fight against the demonic army mentioned earlier. <clears throat> After the demonic war, the dwarves returned to their homeland only to find it had been taken over and destroyed by dragons. The dwarves and the dragons fought for many years when finally a dwarf came up with an idea to make them immune to dragon fire. They would melt iron onto their skin. Though this technique was dangerous and many dwarves died trying to do this, those it worked on were able to fight the dragons without having to worry about the fire. Oh my Though, God. after many more years, the dwarves found the stone of Ethrendwil, a stone that produced holy light, a stone created by the god of light to protect the planet from total destruction. Thus, the dwarvish paladins were born. What? What? The actual... I can only imagine these dwarves just... In, like, a full casing, they can't even move of iron, and they're like, we're ready to fuck these dragons up. Also, what would that do? What would that even do if it would just conduct, if it's even closer to their skin, it would just conduct the heat to them? I think the idea is that, like, essentially they were turned into iron, and the iron has magical properties, I guess, that can't be melted by dragon fire. Not um, my iron. Not my iron so... skillet. I mean, obviously, the, the idea comes from the fact that in a lot of literature, dwarves come from, like, the mountains. They're quite literally made of stone and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. clearly where the idea comes from. Uh, but yes, it is ridiculous that they would, when fighting fire, turn themselves into iron. <laughs> I just imagine them not even being able to. They just chuck the iron dwarves at the dragons. <laughs> and the dragons get a bloody nose, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. This is too much now. Now they're turning themselves into iron. <laughs> and guys, let's just get out of here. And let's just get out. Of here. And what was that about moon crystals yes. and so werewolves? the dwarves uh, found, found um, a stone 
that had magical holy light. So then they also were able to become paladins as well. That was the second half that you weren't listening to. <laughs> so they are now they are now dwarves for Jesus. Is that what you're saying? Well, Jesus didn't really exist in this world. The holy light is a, a different type of thing. Uh, the Tolkien vibes are strong in this one. Absolutely. Well, again, the stone is quite literally called the stone of, uh, let me see here, Ethranduil. This is what I was talking about earlier, where it's literally Thranduil, but with an E put in front of it. Like, <laughs> You know, Thranduil is a very common name. I, obviously. You know. There's at least five in the office. <laughs> in all fairness, Tolkien did take a lot of his names from other works of literature so you know like if you look at the dwarves in the hobbit all of their names are are or most of their names are taken from other pieces of literature even gandalf's name uh was the name i can't remember where gandalf was but it was in some old story so that was not an original name by him tolkien exposed <laughs> he is now canceled well he already was canceled was but i don't he was canceled by oh oh well, okay he died like, <laughs> i thought you were like that and also like there's like, like a what? big dis- there's a big discussion about like how like the orcs were like coded to be like black people and like there's there's a lot but like we're not getting into it because i don't i don't have all the facts yeah. <laughs> i don't know he's also dead so i don't think his twitter platform needs to be <laughs> taken down anyway but so now we're gonna get on to the wolven the greatest the greatest race uh, of werewolves uh (laughs) the wolven we are there werewolves and wolven no wolven are the werewolves okay okay and uh, the way i imagine them is not like people that turn into actual wolves it's like a a half human half wolf hybrid type of thing so so lichen yes yes that's kind of how i imagine my werewolves Mm. or how i did imagine them (laughs) rather so the wolven race is a race that evolved in what was the largest forest in the entire world darkestral the gods (laughs) the gods uh subtle dark don't oh the gods when the planet was first created put a dark guardian a construct that would watch over the world. However, the Dark Guardian's powers leaked to the feral creatures in the forest. With the help of the first Tauran Druid, the Dark Powers twisted and formed the feral woven right after the War of Demons. That doesn't make any sense, but, you know, <laughs> it's there. When, the war of, when, when was this War of Demons? Hey, I talked about it with the humans. Remember the first... a human dude brought demons into the world? And, I uh... remember nothing. <laughs> All of this information is going in one ear... <laughs> And out the other as soon as the second. <laughs> right, this is going to be the hardest pod- podcast to follow <laughs> with all this nonsense <laughs> that not even I who wrote it can't even follow. The deep lore. Right. Again, once again, as, okay, so as a kid, a I had all of it connecting. Um, I love the idea, though, of a guardian's power leaking. Yeah. And again, like as a kid, like I had this so idea the dark guardian of like, was pissing on the wolves. Yes. That's all I, I had this idea of like the gods left guardians behind <laughs> oh. on the planet, kind of like Titans, you know, to like watch over things. And like as time went on, they started to sort of fade out, but their power remained and like mortal races got involved with it. Like it was really, really cool. But what I wrote down reflects none of that. Like, and again, I think the idea is that middle school me was like, ah, I know what's going on in my head. I'm just going to write down the important things. And it's like, you need dots to connect. Yeah, you're going to need to expound, expand upon these ideas. Right, right. (laughs) Maybe write them all down Mm. instead of the highlights. Right. But I think, like, even reading this now, I can definitely see where 
like I pulled things for some of my modern fantasy writings where I'm like, oh, that was kind of a cool idea. I'm going to expand on that and throw away the rest of the nonsense that doesn't make any sense. Um, but like take the guardian idea and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Any hoozle. On to the Tauren. The Tauren are the third oldest race tied with the dwarves. How can you be tied? I don't... <laughs> the Tauren were always a peaceful people until the War of Demons, when their druids became dark. Thank druids uh, started dark corrupting Druid. Darkestral Forest. And that's literally all I wrote about the Tauren. It's like, <laughs> they're this... I mentioned that they're this ancient race with a lot of history, but it's like, ah, they became dark during the Demon Wars and fucking created werewolves they just tied they created werewolves and they just now they're just chilling yes and of course they're not really doing much <laughs> everything i just said doesn't actually is not shown in the video games it's just like that's some of the backstory for and so those are the races of the united also i realized why would you create a dark guardian why not make a light guardian because dark guardians Did are edgy want... and cool man also there were light guardians Did they i remember want i mentioned evil to happen <laughs> what did they want evil to happen? Were they like, yeah, let me just put this like evil. Well, I, I, I want someone to protect my people. Therefore, I'm going to create a, a, a morally great, horrible. Well, I think the, the idea is that there are guardians for every sort of facet of life. Like you can't have light without dark. You can't have good without evil. So the guardians were put into places like this is the guardian of evil. They're not inherently evil, but that's just kind of what they they watch over. You know, that's where their powers come from. I feel like if they're the guardian of evil, I feel like if they're a supernatural force, I have a feeling they might be naturally evil. Sure. Uh, but like... It's in the name. The, the idea isn't necessarily that it's like the gods put down this thing to be evil. It's that evil exists... And the, the guardian is there to, like, watch over it, control it, make sure that it doesn't destroy the world, you know? It's okay. kind of like, you know, yeah. in, in Cosmos, in a lot of fantasy, there's, like, the pantheon of death and the pantheon of life. And it's like, de- death okay, isn't evil, but, like, death does exist and it does happen, therefore it has to be watched over. You know, there has to be an afterlife. So I think that's kind of the idea. I kind of get it. You know, I feel like those lichens, the the Wolven, probably feel pretty shitty about like, okay, hey guys, so we're gonna have our most evil guardian, or the we have our guardian that watches over evil people. We're gonna have them watch over you guys, <laughs> if you don't mind. Well, no, so not that we think you're evil or anything. Well, so from what I gather, uh, again, it's it's. Wolven aren't a race that like naturally occurred in this world. It's uh, it seems like the Tauren druids, from what I wrote down, corrupted either wolves or people that lived in the forest and created this race. So they're they're sort of uh, I guess what would be considered uh, an abomination of the world, and that's why they like live Damn. in the forest and that type of stuff. I think it's God said, sort of hey. the idea. <laughs> We don't love where you're going, so we're gonna give you this guy <laughs> to watch over you. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We know that you're. They probably have also like back issues. They probably have like flimsy bones while they're at it. Who has flimsy bones? The Wolven. <laughs> no, there's. I mean, they're very strong. They have a bunch of genetic issues. It's just like they're just the product of you know the child of man having sex with wolves, and that's you know. That's, I don't think that's the idea I that middle school had me had. Enough. I think again the idea is that they were sort of mutated by druids, but. <laughs> well, what was the druids' intentions? Were they? Were they? Were they Believe me, I wish I knew. I wish I knew what the intentions were, but 
but I didn't write that shit down. Uh, <laughs> so I think the biggest yeah, lesson here yeah. is if you have an idea, write everything down. Even if it's bad. Yes, yes. Maybe it'll be... Again, all of it is basically taken from other fantasy tropes, you know? Like, none of this stuff is, is yeah. entirely unique. It's, mm-hmm. it's all taken from other things uh, and then spun into one area i get that yeah. I get like that. the idea of a of a oh, oh, i just dropped my ring um are you proposing no it's a green lantern ring um the question remains are you proposing yes this is the proposed to chris podcast chris will you marry me oh with the green lantern ring yes. oh i yes michael yes <laughs> And uh, that's this episode, you guys. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to Oz. Please open a bank account so I can take your money. <laughs> um, a joint. Uh, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you look at my stocks. Um, would you? Would you like to hear the United storyline for the very first game? Absolutely. Cool. Wait. Well, for the races. Well, the, so that's the races of the United. So the Defiance. I won't go in. I won't oh. go into all their backstory right now. But I believe it is. Let me see if I can find the paper. Uh, uh, it is orcs, trolls, goblins, and dark elves. Pig boys? Are there pig boys as well? No pig boys. Fuck. But yes, it's it's orcs, shit. orcs, trolls, goblins, and Fuck dark shit. elves. What about dark pig boys? No pig boys. No pig boys involved. But not dark. And pig while boys. it does what seem like those are boys? traditionally evil races in fantasy, the Defiant are not evil. I, I didn't want like a, a definitive good and bad guy. I wanted like everyone to be like they all have their heroes and they all have their villains. So ah, a nuanced story. I see. Yes. Yes. Well, again, the idea was that like this was going to become an MMO kind of like wow, and you would pick a side basically. So I, you know, I, I wanted it to be like. I didn't want it to be like, ah, I'm playing the bad guy. I'm playing the good guy. I wanted it to be more nuanced than that. So that's why, again, there are good and bad guys on on for the United and the, the Defiant. It's Stormcloaks versus the Empire. See, you get it. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so do you want me to go ahead and get into it? Or do you have do you have any other questions about the United races, at least? You know, many, but <laughs> none important. None that uh, I might be able to answer. <laughs> I guess that's also a thing, <laughs> is that I'm kind of as much in the dark as you are about my own writing. <laughs> Do they have any special architecture? I would imagine that, like, humans are probably going to be more sort of, like, gothic, cathedral, kind of things like that, is is what I would imagine for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for dwarves, it's going to be, you know, the your standard fantasy ones like Halls of Stone, Giant Pillars. Just look at Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, just look at Tolkien for the dwarves. Then for Tarin, I would imagine um, they sort of live uh, on in the Great Plains. Um, so they're, they're like nomadic people. So they're, they travel a lot. So set up in like in tents and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the wolven obviously live in a forest. I so I don't, I, I don't imagine them living in like tree houses. I imagine they living them living on the ground. Um, but just kind of living in the woods, uh, architecture wise, I would imagine like they build things out of branches and leaves and sort of just the different things that the forest offers. So a lot of wood as well. Damn. They can't catch a break. They're living like Eeyore. That's how they like it, you know? That's that's yeah. their their choice. Is it or did the freaking horny ass druids were like, <laughs> now we're gonna make you live live in a no, tree no, house. They, they already like that's their their origin point. I guess so. 
Can they? I speak feel like you're English? imagining that the Wolven just are like screwed over in life, and that's really not the case. Like, sure they were well, they were they created. Didn't ask, they didn't ask to for, be born. You know? Sure they didn't, but like they do hard. have an entire society with like ups and downs, and they live a life, and like they're a. I think at least if I'm trying to remember, I think they're a fairly sort of happy people. They're just very private. They they don't really trust a lot of the outside world because of the the dark druids because they're like hey y'all fought a bunch of wars and created us and whatnot we we don't want to deal with any of that shit so we're gonna just stay in our forest what's their plumbing like do they have plumbing well they're wolves so you know they just kind of go in the the woods (laughs) they do damn i like that this is what you're asking these are the real the real deep questions you know i also like that this i feel like we're not gonna actually get into the story we're just gonna talk about like the backstory of races which i guess is fine because we already planned on this being a multi-part episode honestly would you like me to just do like the defiant races as well and we can literally just define the races and then next episode get into the story also yes it would be medieval type of period i'm assuming it's medieval period like everyone's shit in the woods not everyone. Well, also, I know no one will be able to. I'll. I know no one will be able to see this except for Chris and Sydney. Uh, but here's a map of the world I created. Hmm. One of the places is called Parkour, and I like to imagine I was just like parkour as a place. <laughs> it's literally a, called Parkour. Add an A. Right. Add an A. Uh, but anyway, so. New place. So. We talked about the United, um, and again, all of those races come together throughout the course of the ma- first game. Even so now we're going to get into yes. The, again, the Wolven are part of the United, uh, so they get. I brought don't know in. why they would be United. They got the short end of the stick. All right, so this is a let's... this is a Wolven's right channel. <laughs> Chris, Wolven's I right. I like it. You you have really connected with the Wolven, and uh, I guess they're <laughs> if you were to play the game, they would be your race of choice. I take it. Um, no, they should in the woods. But I support them, though. <laughs> I think that's very nice of them. Um, can I date uh, a person in this game? Can I date a wolven? You know, I don't think I thought of that. But if you want, absolutely. Please please add that to in, in the patch notes. Um, can do. I want to have a gay werewolf boyfriend. And um, I want to teach him how to use a toilet. I want to <laughs> see how he feels about that. I want Fantastic. a full side quest. Uh, once again, I don't As think I, say, I really Chamber thought pot that toilets existed come in, in here. this time period. Chamber pot. <laughs> my chamber pot maid, please come in here and teach my boyfriend how to take a shit in the pot. All right. Uh, um, Chris, would you like to uh, get into the orcs, trolls, goblins, and dark elves? And the dark pig boys. Don't forget about the dark pig boys. There are no pig boys. Um, all right. The orcs' first mark in history was alongside the humans, right after the troll and elven war classic the orcs much like the other races emerged from hiding to fight the to fight the demonic threat uh the orcish hero that fought with uh daneth thorhaim to defeat galfazid was named theric axeblade and that's it that's all i got for the orcs theric axeblade yup was he in the earlier description no he's a new person they He's all new sound orc. the same. <laughs> Every single last one of them sounds um, just... They're Thera something. <laughs> but yes, Thera so uh, that is the orcs. Thera Nina. Um, I, I didn't give them a lot of backstory, I guess. But, you know, it seems like most races outside of the elves and trolls sort of made their mark in history during this demonic war. So That damn demonic war. 
right? Were they united for that? Yes, the world was united for that. But uh, as time and went on, things started to sort come of split from the up. Lake? Did the demons the come demons from the lake? Come no, the demons came from... Uh, a, so the demons actually came from another, like, world, basically. Uh, that's why they were brought in brought oh. in from a, a portal. Because remember, there was a human from that, like, brought them into the world. From the Eye of Sauron. Yes, from, from the Eye of Sauron. So that's the orcs. Uh, trolls... Man, I really did not write a lot down for <laughs> the Defiant. You can clearly tell I prefer the United people more. The trolls, uh, so trolls are an ancient race that ruled the world uh, at a time long ago. However, after a war with the elves, I don't even say what the war was over. I was really hoping I, I would say what it was over when I got to the war with the elves and trolls, but nope. Uh, after a war with the elves, the troll army declined in strength and they found themselves fighting each other, trying to prove to themselves, uh, or sorry, trying to prove themselves to their troll god, Zarathera. So I guess they're, they're like sort of a, a clan society, it seems, and sort of like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> that seems to be what I wrote for them. Wait, and who I guess... won the, the troll and troll and elf war boy or if only i knew that you were talking about <laughs> i know i honestly don't it's know still going on. um all i know is that after the war the troll army split up because it says the troll army declined so my guess is that the trolls are again sort of a, a sort of separate clan like society it also said that they ruled the world so my guess is that the world was populated mostly of trolls then this war happened so all the trolls came together and then once the war was over they split apart again and we're like, yo, our god wants to see which one of us is the toughest, so we're going to fight. And that's all I wrote it for them. seems like they so, like to fight. Like I, that's very possible, you know? People. I feel like in every fantasy Am world, I? there's always, like, the warlike people. It's usually orcs, but I guess in my world, I made it trolls. So Progressive. <laughs> I think it's still, yeah, uh, still traditional fantasy, really. But now let's get into the goblins. There's like two sentences for the goblins. Um, you, you started writing these these backstories, and you're like, "This is fucking hard." I'm just, I'm just gonna. So the goblins are are more of an introverted race. Uh, they're very very much to themselves. Um, they live in tropical jungles, and they like. That's pretty much basically it. Like. I wrote down that they also like have diamonds, but I don't know what about the diamonds. Do they are they magical? I don't. And also, demons want those diamonds. That's about all I wrote for them. So the goblins <laughs> live in the jungles. They got some diamonds that demons friend. want. What? Diamonds what are a demons' best friend. <laughs> Basically. And then finally, the dark elves. They are descended from the like the high elves or whatever. After the demonic war, when the elves started dabbling in druidism, they became, what is this? I don't even know, I can't even read my handwriting. Basically, it seems like there's a bunch of different types of elves and these dark elves, I guess, are purple. <laughs> That's about it. That's all we need to know. That's, it was very furrow for the humans. I'm <laughs> sensing a bit of bias here. Uh, yes, there's I think you can tell that like, once again, oh, I, preferred, the, I preferred the, the human storylines, uh, but I guess the dark elves are purple. I think I made them purple because the night elves in World of Warcraft are purple. So that's <laughs> clearly where that came from. There you go. Uh, but also, there's, so there's a timeline as well. <laughs> Chris, everyone shits in the woods. Not the, so... not the humans are living in cathedrals. They ain't going <laughs> in the woods. Pope uh -huh. doesn't shit in the woods. Well, maybe. Uh, also, 
So there's the events in the world of corruption historically. I got a little timeline here for you. So 10,100 years ago, there was the War of Trolls and Elves. Then 10,000 years okay. ago, so 100 years after the, the War of Trolls and Elves, there was the Demonic War. Then there is the in-between period, which has troll wars, human and orc war wars, dark druids, dwarfs versus dragons, and goblin versus demons, as well as the bug wars and the satyr wars. What no elaboration on any wars? of those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just some wars happening. Don't worry about it. Uh, and then 500 years out? ago, what? Are we playing out the bug war? No. So game? my guess is that I came up with these histories to like, then they would like come back into the game. We have dark elves. Do we have regular elves? Uh, yes, yes, actually. So like the, the high elven society exists, but they're not a playable race because they're super snooty into themselves and everyone hates them. Uh, they're actually a race that's dying out because they think they're better than everyone else and they don't like accept help and stuff. And this is actually in the game. I, I remember this uh, because in every fantasy world, elves are always the fucking worst. So uh, I, I wanted to create a group of elves that were like, mm, we're better than you all, you know, the high society type of stuff. But because of that, they're just dying out. Like, their society is crumbling <laughs> while the rest of the world is, like, coming together. Or at the very least, you know, they're forming these factions. The High Elves are like, mm-mm, we're not joining any of your factions, and then just get annihilated by everyone else. So, Not well yes. self-preserving. Yep, yep. Um, but it's their own fault. It's their own egos. They're like, we're better than everyone, and then get destroyed because of that thought. <laughs> so, then, uh, that was the I in-between times. <laughs> Then we have 500 years ago, and all of the, like, years ago is, like, in terms of before the game happens. So, 500 years before the events of the game, Galthazid emerges, uh, and the world is basically reshaped. Oh, uh, my guess is that Gal Galthazid is actually a dragon. Uh, reading this now, my guess is that Galthazid is the king of dragons. Yeah. Yes, yes. Can I chuck so, a dwarf at him? <laughs> yes. Uh, dwarves are very good at fighting dragons. And then after that, we move I into the I feel like they uh, went, though. They're time. so short. Well, I, I think that's kind of the idea is that you wouldn't think that they would be, but they, they're the ones that have been fighting the dragons for the longest, so they know how to do it. Uh. Yeah, they've created barriers. Yeah, so that's that's sort of sort of the backstory. I mean, obviously, there's clearly stuff we're missing here. If you have any questions, Chris, let me know, and I will try to answer them with what I can remember. So that was the backstory, all of that. Yes, that's the that's the backstory before we get into. Are we on to the main story? Yes, so we're on to the game itself now, but I think we'll save that for either next episode or uh, a future episode. But again, we're only at an hour, so if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, I would love to try to like hammer out all of the details that I can remember before next episode. So then like when we get into it, we can really get into it. So did like the demons not just like settle down after their demonic war? Did they not just find like a little uninhabited place or chin in the So my guess is that it seems like the races of the world banded together and, and beat the demons back, but the demons still exist on the planet now. Like they're just here. But not, I don't think all of them are as well. Like in, in the game, during the process of the game, um, you do actually go to other planets and stuff. So that's, that's part of it. Yes, there is planetary travel, but it's through portals, not spaceships because it's fantasy. But, but part of the demon army is now like stuck on the planet. So there's that. Yeah. So Can I have a demon boyfriend? No, demons are are demons are pure evil. That's that's one of the, they're like are chaotic evil. Like if we're going with like D and D type of things, de demons are chaotic evil. Not the yes. werewolves. No, the werewolves I would say are are 
Do demons have some kind of disguise to keep from being hunted by other races? Is a question by Sydney. Um, I don't know if I thought of of that at the time, uh, but I'm gonna say for right now, yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that they're able to sort of cloak themselves. Plus, I think that makes it more interesting. It means demons can, like, infiltrate other parts of society uh, and try to corrupt things, which I think is interesting. So we're going to say yes. They can disguise themselves. And can they procreate? Do they have an age limit? They uh, so so my, my idea is that uh, demons cannot procreate. There is a, a finite amount of them. However... There are a shit ton. Like, there's a lot of fucking demons out in the universe. Uh, now, each one, again, each one you kill is one gone for good. But there's just a bunch. So, you know, it's going to take a while to get rid of them. Damn, damn you, Sauron. And, um, again, there, there I do have, like, a pantheon of gods and stuff in this universe. And there is a god of demons. So, like, you know, he's the one that's like, yeah, I made these guys. It's just kind of what I do. Can I get booster packs to make my experience gain go faster? No, unfortunately, no microtransactions in my game. Interesting. Yes. Also, for anyone listening, I kind of want a D&D version of this game. Hey, you know, um, <laughs> next next time we do a D&D campaign, I can be our, our GM, our game master. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, maybe, maybe I just will decide to request off work for it. And I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're doing this. We're doing it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, for anyone listening to this podcast, if you have any questions about this world that you want answered on the next episode, uh, write in write in those questions. Uh, what's our what's our email uh, that we can send those to? It's like uh, it's shitfakepodcast at gmail.com. So it, again, if you have any questions, write it in. I might not have the answers that I had when I was in middle school, but I will come up with answers now. <laughs> we're just gonna flesh out this world and then we're gonna get into the game and it's gonna be super silly and super goofy. And who knows? Maybe we'll come up with a D&D campaign that takes place in this world. Uh, but Chris, do you have any any other thoughts or questions about Bird. this world? Burning questions. Um, or Sydney, feel free to type in as well. Our fearless yeah. producer. This is our special segment called Sydney Speaks. Sydney <laughs> Speaks. Speak, Sydney. She's typing. But do you, I mean, uh, so are you, you kind of questioned out, Chris, I take it? Uh, you know, I, I want more questions about if they're shitting woods or not, but I feel like you don't have the answers that I want. And again, the time period is sort of a fantasy medieval. So all of, none of them have like plumbing. Every race is like using they some type of, whether it's, not that I thought of. I didn't think that deeply into it. I was just like, yeah, fucking just human shit in holes they, in the ground they had, that they, they had, dug. They had uh, irrigation in ancient Rome. And if it's Yeah, I don't know if I've made my probably. people smart enough. Uh, I really enjoy the world, obviously. There's a lot of holes, absolutely, and probably some logic stuff or explanation needed for how magic works or what kind of magics. But I really enjoy the concept and can't wait to hear the storylines. So that is Sydney's response to it. Uh, and I'm with you, Sydney. Rediscovering all of this stuff is so much fun. And, and maybe on a future episode, I can also read that pitch that I did for in, in college where I took some of the, the stories from it. Yeah, man, it is really fun reading this stuff again. And I I know why I fell in love with it as a kid, because I'm loving it now as an adult. No matter how bad and how many plot holes and how few details I wrote down, it's it's fun. I hope other people, I hope the people listening to this enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> I think it's lovely. Why am I saying it like my D&D character? 
I think it's lovely that people like you. Oh my you know god. What? Never mind. Let me try uh, to do you want to move on to our our finale bits? Do we shall we move on to scatology? Sure. We're All right, scatology lessons from the shit. Obviously, I think the biggest lesson is if you come up with an idea, write down all the details, <laughs> or else you might not come back to it for many years and then be very confused. And make sure that, like, you know, don't throw in very like important things, like, oh, there was a whole entire war, and then just decidedly, like, ah, oh, we don't need to flesh that out at all. There's a bug right. war happening somewhere. There is a huge war that defined an entire generation. I don't know who won, though. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe the elves won? Well, and I literally wrote I down, know. Uh, you know, when Galthazid emerges, this dragon king, he destroyed the world. Like, I wrote down that he reshaped the entire fucking world. And that's it. I didn't write down how the other races responded to that, how society was affected. Like, I literally just wrote down world destroyed. Again, at the time, I knew what that meant, but yeah, I think the also, biggest lesson is, is do definitely little... write down the details. Oh, go ahead, Chris. And try try a little bit of originality, even if it's just like one new fantasy race. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily, yeah, I... you don't need to reinvent the entire damn book. Like, you know, no matter how far we get into society, there will always be the damn orc, the damn dwarf, the elf, and the human, no matter what. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, tropes, tropes in genres exist, um, and it's okay to follow those tropes. It's, it's how you tell that story is what makes it unique, you know? Yeah, flip it on. Like, don't, don't rely entirely on the tropes. Exactly. But there are, like, in, in fantasy writing, there are expectations, I think, that people, people expect, you know, magic and things like that. But you can define how your magic works and things, you know, how all of that comes to be. Exactly, yeah. There was, like, yeah. a, a thing I read about how, like, in romance books, like, the expectation is that there will be a happy ending, even if maybe the book might be, like, like not, I mean, obviously there's no quantifiable or qualifiable, qualifiable? Eh, we'll make it a word. Like, way to say, like, you know, what makes a book better, a piece of art better, but, like, even if a book might technically be more uh, narratively interesting... By having it end, like, with a, an unhappy ending, the readers of, mm -hmm. like, certain genres will expect certain things. And they're like, no, we want the happy ending. We want them to fall in love. We want everything to go better. And I think that probably applies to the fantasy genre as well, of, like, no, I want I want my magic. I want my right. orcs. And I want, I want King Fahalahad, or whatever. <laughs> I want the demons to be banished and my gay werewolf boyfriend. That's yeah, people are really into to wolf writers. romance, you know. It's a whole thing. Trend alert. Trend alert. Trend alert. Um, cool. Gay well, that's that's scatology. Um, so we've, we've learned a bit about tropes and details. Uh, let's move on now to good shit. Uh, this is a section of the podcast where we talk about what we've been reading, uh, playing, watching, what we think is good out there. Chris, what are you listening, watching, or reading? Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I've been reading this book. Well, I've been listening to the audiobook, but I it counts. It's called Fate and Furies. Oh my god, my cat's freaking the fuck out. It's a book called Fate and Furies. I haven't gotten super uh, far into it, but it's about like a dysfunctional marriage, and it's about this lady 
And, like, apparently she's, like, she's Linda Evangelista, but, like, good value. Uh, the third uh, chapter is, like, a wonderful exercise in how, like, it just casually moves, like, through the years. But it does it so, like, seamlessly um, as it, like, goes through a bunch of different parties that this couple is having. And it's just, like, magical. And also, they do third-person uh, third um, omniscient. And, like, I'm, like, terrified of third-person omniscient because, like, who, whose perspective do I take here? Whose mind do I want to get into? But she does it so well. It's by Lauren Groff. I also watched the first two episodes of uh, WandaVision. Uh, it oh. is And uh, I'm having a good time. I don't recommend it, though. Read a book. Just kidding. Well, anyways, read Fate and Furies. It's a lovely time. Fantastic. Hey, Michael! So, Michael! Yes, sir! Michael! What have you been reading, listening to, playing, or just booging down on? So, I actually um, just recently started a, a new show that has surprised me. Uh, and that is Superman and Lois on uh, on the CW. Oh, uh, it's CW. the Arrowverse's newest show. And it's, it that is really nothing like the other Arrowverse shows. It's very interesting... Uh, surprisingly high production value. I don't, I don't mean to Damn. shit on the CW and production value, but... No, we do. Uh, we I do mean, wish to shit on the CW. <laughs> but, like, we I don't know. It, 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 is, it is surprisingly high. It looks, it looks great. Uh, and I think the, the way they're telling the story is really interesting because it's not about, like, Superman being Superman. Like, you know, he is still Superman, but it's more focused on, like, him as a dad and... Lois, you know, as a, a mom. Dad? Yeah, yeah. So it's about him raising, uh, him and Lois raising their their teenage sons. And that's kind of the primary focus, which I know that's been done in the comics, but I don't think it's really been done on screen, uh, at least not a lot. So I think it's a very, very interesting way of telling the story. Um, the writing has been very good. The The villain is, is interesting. Uh, a lot of theories around him and stuff. So I'm excited to see where that goes. And I think they've done every character justice so far. Like every every character's gotten a good amount of screen time, has a, an interesting storyline. I'd say my only critique of it really is that it runs into the same sort of problems that a lot of CW shows do. And that's one of the sons is unfortunately super fucking angsty. And uh, like he, he literally, uh, and there's going to be spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers for the show, Superman and Lois, tune out now. You got five, four, three... Two, one, cool. So one of the the kids, one of the sons finds out that he has superpowers. Like he's he's got a little bit of Kryptonian DNA in him. And he like gets mad about that fact. And it's one of those things where it's like, kid, you just found out you're a fucking superhero. Like I get it being maybe confusing, being like, whoa, that's weird. But like he gets mad about it. And then later on he gets excited about it. But then he finds out that because he's half Kryptonian, half human, he's never going to be as strong as his dad. And then gets mad at that. And it's like, what is happening? Jesus. So yeah, the, my, my biggest critique is the fact that they have that angsty stuff. But every CW show has it. Uh, I wish they didn't, but they do. But really outside of, of that, I think everything is pretty good so far. I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, I'm curious to see if they'll tie it into the other Arrowverse shows. 
because uh, right now it, there, there really haven't been any nods or anything to the other shows that take place in that universe. So it'll be interesting. But I, I again, I do really like the dynamic of Superman as a dad. How does he handle being Superman, Clark Kent, and now also a father? It's very fun. So yeah, I recommend it. Cool. Well, that basically wraps up this episode of Shitfic. I want to thank you guys all for listening. Uh, I want to shout out um, a Twitch stream. So as we were talking out before, uh, we have a D&D campaign. Uh, mainly Chris and Sydney participate in it. I unfortunately am a very busy man, so I'm in the group chat for it, but I have yet to participate in a session. Uh, so you won't see me, probably. But uh, you can go on to Twitch. So Caminator the Animator, uh, follow on Twitch if you want to see our goofy asses, and by our, I mean Chris and Sydney and some other people, <laughs> play D&D. And then I want to shout out once again our email. I know I mentioned it earlier, but um, if you have any questions about this fantasy world that I created and you want those questions answered, email us at shitfickpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. We really need to make a script for the ending. We like, should. Just, just read it off. Yeah, so it's it's shitfick pod s s h underscore t f i c pod uh on on twitter and instagram follow us there if you want all the juicy updates i'm gonna send a picture of the map of my world uh, at least one of the continents um, there are two continents i found a picture of one uh, so if you want to see what it looks like follow us there i want to thank chris for being here as always and indulging in my silliness what? i want to thank sydney for putting the podcast together once again uh without sydney None of this would happen. So, you know, love her. Uh, send all your support her way because she also edits this podcast. And boy, Chris and I do not make it easy to edit. So <laughs> oh, we sure don't. there's that. We sure don't. Um, I want to thank Ryan Tucker for doing the music for this podcast. Um, it's really, really awesome. You, He actually has his own podcast that you can uh, listen to on Spotify. Casual Conversations with Ryan and Jonah. So check them out as well. Uh, but I think that's all of the plugging that I need to do for now. Did you get Sam? Um, oh, uh, yes. I want to thank Sam for doing all the marketing for us. Whew. All right. That's it, I think. Right? Oh, rate and review as well. Uh, that really helps us out. Again, we're still growing this podcast. It would be really awesome to, to just sort of see the numbers spike. So for anyone listening, please do rate and review. Again, it, it really, really helps us out. We do this for fun, but it would be awesome if we could make a little bit of money doing it. I know we all have busy schedules, and it's it can be sometimes rough to put it together and stuff, and it would be nice if, if you know, we could, we could do a little bit more. Um, that would be great. So rate and review, get, get us out there in the world. Uh, we're trying ourselves to get ourselves out there in the world, but we could use all the help because, you know, the internet has a lot of things on it. Yeah, not that we need to make money, by the way. Like, that, I don't think that's really any of us, like... We're like, we're not going to do the podcast and we don't make money, but... I just want a Casper mattress. The first Chris just wants a Casper mattress. mattress. I, get, I quit the podcast as soon as I get that Casper bed. Well, thanks everyone. We love you. Uh, Bye. Get back.